Welcome to Conversations from My Duvet. I'm Sophie Leone. Welcome to my words written in 2018 in the liminal space of a near-death experience, maternity leave and the norm between what was and what is to come. This is me upon waking, leaning on my pillows with my notebook and pen committed to unlock my secrets. After 15 years as a police detective investigating others, I turn the magnifying glass onto me. This is a story of unravelling and no holds barred truth. This is for the mum on the cusp of change. You are so much more than the labels you place on yourself, the excuses you make for not doing the things you love. I'm here to ignite something in you. This is my unique voice, my language, and yet it is universal. Hello, you amazing podcast listeners. This is Sophie, dropping in once again from the space of June 2020. Yes, just very quickly before we head into today's episode in June 2018. Can I just say once again a huge thanks for tuning in? Can I just say how awesome you are for tuning in to a podcast that's completely different to anything else that you're getting out there? And for sharing with me these moments of intimacy, which are not perfect curated moments, but that are authentic life. And to thank you for the messages that you send me. Um, They mean a lot, they mean a lot. Um, When you set out to uh, put out a little project like this into the world, You never really do it because you know that it's gonna be whatever we wanna call it, successful or whatever, but you do it because there's something about the essence of it that says to you, this is a message that is important. And if it's important to you deep inside, it's gonna be important to somebody else. And so that's why I just wanted to come on and just give you a massive thank you and for hanging in there and for tuning in to every single episode as you do. I am totally grateful and I just want you to know that every review that I receive on Apple Podcasts is, I think, the reason why my podcast is climbing up the charts and for that I thank you because if The reason why I decided to put this podcast out there is down to the fact that I know that there's a message in there that's important to one person. You are that one person for whom that message is important. And if you get it, that means that by you sharing what you feel about it on a review means that that podcast, those words will be accessible to another person. So I thank you for those of you who have left me reviews or tapped to uh, give me a rating, a five-star rating preferably. So just wanted to just start reading them because you know what, they need to be celebrated, you know? Do we celebrate ourselves enough as women? And by the way, by sharing these, it's not because I'm going, hoo-hoo, check me out, I'm amazing, but it's just to, to show really how inspirational you know these messages can be and how if you delve into you into all of your blocks and all of the things that make you happy and bring you joy 
you're uncovering some gold. Yeah, so here we go. We have this uh, one review here by Mac underscore music 86 and the title is Universal Words. And it says, I've only listened to episode one so far, but I can't wait for the rest. I love your wisdom, your insights, your truth and your power. Love, Annie. Well, do you know what? Thank you, Annie. And all of these things that you love, they're all the things that you have inside of you. And this is the thing. It's like we all have universal wisdom, insight, truth and strength. And, uh, you know, I'm so, so glad that you are enjoying the podcast. Right. Who will it be next week? <laughs> Without further ado, let's head back into June 2018 with today's episode. The root of the why I teach. Wednesday, the 27th of June, 2018. 0558 hours. My head's a bit fuzzy. I had an extra frizzante white wine last night. I know, classy. And basically I went to bed late. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's all my fault. Still, here we are. It's a fresh day and I'm lucky. Oh, I'm so grateful. Leo's got a half day at nursery this morning and I have got some allocated business in inverted commas, time this afternoon. I'm also teaching a class tonight. Hmm. And breathe. So here we are again, this moment on the page where actually I'm not sure what to dump on here today. Hmm, what requires a little exercise, exercise? lol lol <laughs> how i'm even writing lol l o l i never did that before lol was invented lol what on earth did we write before we all lolled ourselves out of class lol anyway i don't know i can't remember Right, let's flip the script. I did two amazingly different things last week. Things I've never done before. One, I went to a daytime rave, which was amazing. And I went to an acro yoga workshop with Mark. Well, those were two amazing things. And how stunning it is to allow yourself to do stuff you've not done before. What a gift that is to you and how it changes your energy up a little bit. Well, it certainly does me. I just feel like sometimes I, routine just gets me. I just feel I need to fly and, and like be stimulated by doing new stuff. And actually right now it's really cool because I'm meeting loads of new people. I'm meeting loads of local business women and for me i suppose after 
all this time in an organization where I've been for 15 years where literally I guess you get told what to do and your salary drops in and so basically you know I've got no experience of running my own gig and I just find it fascinating listening to their stories their journeys their struggles because some outwardly just make it look really easy but having done this for a relatively short amount of time you know hats off because this is not easy you know this like running your own gig it's all about I suppose how to fully be in your self-belief and not minding what the others say not minding what the others do just going for it (laughs) it's certainly not easy that thing of living your truth you know and I realize I'm at the very beginning of it and I have got a long long way to go (laughs) because in living my truth it's about me admiring the others respecting the others but not copying them finding inspiration looking to the people who have unique messages and are original because that's what I align to that's what I aspire to be and I know that there's a unique message in me that relates to me only except right now I'm not very clear what that message is at the moment but I know I know that it's coming I know that this is all part of the the plan well there isn't a plan but like you know I know something's coming and I'm just chilling with it chilling (laughs) yeah so there's a theme at the moment that keeps on coming to the forefront of my mind from old days and it's not the first time it's come up but it's come up once again and it's that theme that Ah, she's all looks and no substance. And now that is a deeply held belief about me that I've been telling myself for so long. And it's it's a belief I've learned and practiced. Like my excuse really, I suppose, for for not stepping up. So it's not really served me this belief that she's all looks, no substance, because it's stopped me from saying the stuff I want to actually say. Because the truth of it, as I write in this moment, is that I believe I have substance. I have something to say. And this right here, this process of writing, is the process of me firing that up. Just lighting the path every single day to find the authentic Sophie. So my daily routine right now is fairly mundane. 
and I'm I'm working on what I can do to balance out the stuff that that wears me out. You know, let's be honest. Like looking after Eleanor, it is it is wearing. It is wearing being a mum to a baby. It doesn't mean I hate it. It doesn't mean I don't love it. We've got to be honest about it. It is an exhausting thing, right? So now that I know that, what can I do to up my energy level so that I actually last the whole day? (laughs) Once again, the first thing that comes into my mind as I'm writing it, it's like someone's writing for me, rest more. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. The words rest, they keep coming. Mm. I'm a work in progress. And I know that it's about focusing on the process every day. The process of, of evolving. It's not about what the final product is going to be because who knows what that is. Everything can change. But right now, yeah, it's the process right now. Okay, good. What else? What else is in my head? Well, the fact that it's Wednesday and I'm teaching tonight and how there's always this mild panic on Wednesdays before I teach. Things like, is my class gonna be any good? These pangs of self-doubt. The old imposter syndrome that I'm a pregnancy yoga teacher fraud. Like, who the hell are you to teach that? Seriously, I know it, I've got it. Just trust, Soph, and trust that it might not even be about the pregnancy yoga, but at the moment, that's the path. There's a deeper rooted reason for all of this. There's a deeper rooted reason for the path. And at the moment, what's coming through for me is that it's women's work. It's connecting with the feminine. That that is somewhere in there. Whether that's for me to connect to my feminine or me working with other women to connect them to their feminine, I I don't know who's <laughs> whose deep-rooted reason it is and who it's for, but perhaps it is for me invariably. We look outwardly, you know, for how to help other people and what our why is. But maybe our why is actually supposed to be for us in the first place. So every time that I feel that I'm here to do women's work and work on the feminine, maybe actually, yeah, I'm here to work on my feminine. Mm. And I know it's hard to find what your why is and your reason if you're not, I suppose, checking in with yourself every single day. And sometimes it feels like I get in a bit of a rut to kind of, 
about going round in circles, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I not going back to the police? Why am I, you know, what's the point in all this? And I just feel it is literally going round in circles. So and I know that at the moment, a useful thing for me when that happens is to kind of draw back on my own experiences and to kind of go back to my roots. And it's incredible that it's 2018 now and how different my life is to when I was first pregnant with Leo in 2015. So that's with a baby in my belly, pre-children. At that point, I had yoga in my life. I had weekly boot camp in my life. I went running. And as the pregnancy progressed, well, basically I just ate more and more and more and I moved less and less and less. I remember doing some um, free antenatal um, NHS classes. And um, yeah, I listened to what other people were saying in there. And um, as, my pregnancy went on I just basically went on the internet and googled pregnancy yoga I've no idea why I didn't even seek out local face-to-face -face pregnancy yoga classes I don't know why they weren't on my radar maybe that's my block you know maybe it's like well if I didn't want face-to-face -face pregnancy yoga when I was pregnant why would anyone look for them now anyway that's for me to work out I think you know that maybe for me it was almost like a a refusal to change my my way of living just because I was pregnant like a denial yeah I'm pregnant and doesn't mean I'm going to change my life and I think there was a bit of that because that's the attitude that I had towards other pregnant women back then. Mm. But in amongst that, I think I did, and I always have had this self-belief. I was confident, I knew I was strong, and I knew that I had a strong connected practice to my breath because of yoga and I understood it. So, yeah, for me, it was like, well, okay, those are the tools I'm gonna need, so those are what I will use. And my waters ended up breaking early, early. Yeah, a couple of weeks before this supposed due date. Anyway, so that's kind of what happened. The waters broke. And I never really considered the idea that I could actually question what the medical staff were asking me to do or that I could basically say, thank you for your suggestion, but I won't do that, which in this case was um, 
me going into the hospital, them um, just confirming that the waters had broken and basically saying, okay, well, we'll give you basically a couple of days and if uh, your uh, labor hasn't progressed, this is when you'll come in and this is when you will be induced. So yeah, and you get told about rates of infection, blah, blah, blah. And I never questioned that I could just turn around and say, yeah, okay, thanks for that, but I don't fancy it. Anyway, so I went in and I was induced and I ended up having a, a monitored birth. Um, but as it was, I don't, I don't regret a single thing about my birth of Leo. It was a really long labor, <laughs> really long. But with Mark, we almost like had this plan. And I remember saying to him, right, okay, it turns out that you're gonna be able to actually see my contractions <laughs> as numbers go up and down the screen. So you'll be able to see when I'm peaking and when I'm coming down. So what I need you to do is almost be like a hit instructor to go, right, okay, come on, 60 seconds. You can breathe it out for 60 seconds, 60 seconds. Come on, keep going, keep going. Like a little bit like some crazy mad gym instructor. And, um, yeah, we kind of thought, well, yeah, we'll do it like that. I mean, it wasn't as intense as that because I think I would have probably punched him in the face. Because, uh, But yeah, I was able to kind of feel my breath because as I felt them coming, he could see them coming as well. And yeah, it was just a bit of a, a funny old thing. But anyway, so I think that I managed to continue laboring as long as I did through me being induced because I was at peak physical fitness, even though obviously I'd been eating all the pies, but I'd always been physically fit, fit in my body and actually fit in my mind. And I think my mental approach actually worked in my favor because even though I wasn't consciously uh, aware of like, I suppose spirituality and all of that kind of thing, I had already been building an awareness of myself and my body and a trust there. And the things I didn't know are things like, well, one, that I didn't have to be physically checked for dilation if I didn't want to be examined. So I didn't know that you could say no to having uh, the fingers inserted. Uh, B, crucially, that I didn't have to be induced, that I could say no. And C, I eventually gave birth laying down. And that was basically after hours and hours and hours of sitting, rocking on a ball, walking, standing, rolling on all fours. The midwives just kept saying to me, are you sure you don't wanna lie down? Are you sure you don't wanna lie down? I was like, no. <sighs> basically, yeah, my body was fit enough to not be utterly exhausted. And I think that was why whilst I was totally knackered and I eventually had to lie down, that's why I was able to give birth naturally. I stayed with my breath, no stitches, I had some gaff and air, gaff, gas and air, and then I had some pethidine. That was down to the midwife's suggestion in order to relax the muscles because I was, basically, I'd been like exercising ever since I'd come into the hospital and so my muscles were twitching like hell. So you know, and you kind of go, well, okay, and this is it, isn't it? One thing after the next. <sighs> I'd been all active 
And also, I hadn't really had any food because I wasn't allowed the food, you know, in, ca in case you have to have a cesarean, you see, in case you have to have a, an operation. And when you're exhausted, you see, it's very easy to get muddled. And that's the thing. It's easy when you're exhausted to let somebody else take charge of you and to make decisions on your behalf, for your body, for everything that you're feeling yourself. And what I know for sure about that experience and what I've learned is that if I had not had the yoga and the fitness on the side, there would have been more interventions to that birth, for sure. Anyway, there we go. Those are just spilled out thoughts. Mm. And the reason <laughs> that I started talking about that was because of all the times when I feel like a pregnancy yoga teacher imposter. But those are experiences of mine and those are valid experiences. And those are the root of why I teach pregnancy yoga. Because it's all about caring for yourself, loving yourself, nurturing yourself. Mm. It's about empowerment, strength, breath, knowing your pace, owning your own rhythm. And ultimately what I know 100% is that I am not there in a class to teach the ins and outs and the exactitude of what happens in birth. Even all the names and all the terms, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a midwife. But what I can do is I can advise on what soothes. <laughs> I can advise on which postures, postures are there to open you up, how to bring relief. Oh. And I have knowledge of the number one savior which is the breath, which is the ultimate energy giver, energy taker, which is everything, everything. You get to know your breath and that's when you get into the zone of listening and trusting yourself. That's what I can do. And that's what I bring to the table because I'm able to go over the primal elemental aspects of birthing and I'm able to soulfully translate this to a class. Yeah, there we go. We've turned this round this morning, haven't we? Okay, so maybe I am ready to teach my class this evening. Merci, merci tellement. Thank you so much for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time and your attention. I know my podcast is one of the many, many other podcasts available and so it's an absolute honour that you choose to listen to me time and time again. I know my podcast is unique uh, in its voice and in its message and its delivery and ultimately that it is your voice and your podcast. I would be really, really grateful if you would subscribe to Apple Podcasts and 
leave a review with how conversations from my duvet is making a difference to your life. That would be super amazing. Thank you again so much. Lots of love.